0: The hosts of the Real Life Wellness Podcast are not licensed medical doctors, and this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice or any form of professional therapy, nor is it intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any illness or condition. All content and information in this podcast is created for informational purposes only. Please seek medical attention for matters relating to your health and never disregard the advice of a medical professional or delay in seeking it because of something you heard on this podcast.
1: Hi everybody, welcome to the Real Life Wellness Podcast with Mary and Kisa, where we talk about different ways to integrate healthier habits into your life. I'm Mary Preston, and with me as always is Kisa Amaro, and before I let Kisa introduce herself, I want to say happy Mother's Day and happy birthday, although they're both yesterday for Kisa, but current for me today. (laughs) But Kisa's in Guam and has already enjoyed Mother's Day and her birthday. So I have. (laughs) <laughs> hello from the future I like where mother's day has already happened
0: mother's day has already happened my birthday has already happened and it was amazing i had a wonderful day um surprises and just hanging out with my husband and my daughter so
1: awesome i hope it was to awesome. see pictures okay
0: um i don't know if we took any pictures sorry okay all right. That's okay. We're, we're kind of bad at taking pictures, but... That, we, were, we were also in, at the pool, so uh, we we're in, like, the water,
1: so we don't have waterproof cameras at the moment. So. All right. Forgiven. <laughs> okay. D- discretion is forgiven. With that being said, Kesa, tell us about yourself.
0: I'm Kisa Amaro. I am a certified integrative nutrition coach, and I work with mamas to help them stop dieting and start eating foods that work for them, as well as going beyond the nutrition to help them create a healthy relationship with food and themselves, so they have energy to keep up with their little ones. I see clients one-on-one to give individualized support to help them reach their health and weight goals. Uh, You can check out my new website at KisaAmaro.com, and while you're there, I have a free gift for you. So head on over after this podcast.
1: Free gifts. We love those.
0: How about you, Mary? Who are you
1: and what do you do? Oh, thanks for asking. I'm Mary Preston. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist here in Colorado. You might hear my my dog, Titus, barking in the background every once in a while. He's by my feet. So deal with it. I'm not kicking him out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm a, a marriage and family therapist and a life coach. I help mental health professionals get control of emotional eating uh, and I also deal with over drinking and I've got six session programs, both for emotional eating and over drinking, um, that help you discover why your eating habits feel out of control, teaches you how to be in charge of what you put into your body. And, uh, I got done recently with a seven day challenge, um, working on why you can't stick to your diet, but I've got a new one coming up and this one's actually because I need a little support on this. So I like to do a challenge that's good for me too. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to do no sugar, no flour for seven Ooh. days. Ooh, when is so. this? Uh, May 16th. Where's my calendar? Oh, okay. Oh, not May 16th. Sorry. Wednesday, which is the 23rd, May 20th. Oh, the 23rd.
0: Okay. I may join you on that. That sounds awesome. So May 23rd, I will, one week. Yeah. I will be almost back from Hawaii by then. So yeah join you.
1: <laughs> join us. Join us on the plane. Yep. <laughs> Excellent. You should all join us. Sugar and flour. We'll talk about that another day, but they're no, yeah. no, bueno, no bueno people. No bueno. All right. Quit so, it. Quit it. Quit. Quit it. On to our topic of the day, which is how meat can be incredibly useful in our diets. Um, and Keith and I started talking about this because, Uh, we want to talk about protein, where we getting our protein. Yeah. Kisa, why don't you start us off? I'm going to be honest. Kisa did way – she knows way more about this part of it. (laughs) We had to break this into two. Kisa's (laughs) going to do most of the talking on this one because she's the smarty pants on the nutritional aspects. Yeah. I don't know about smarty pants, but – Smarty pants.
0: (laughs) Verified. Yeah, so while researching and developing our podcast on the ethical omnivore, because we want it to be about – yeah. Ethical omnivores and eating um, ethically raised meat.
1: Uh, right. Eating meat, but doing it in a, like the best way possible. The best way possible. Okay.
0: Yeah. So we discover that there are really two main reasons that a person will choose not to eat meat or animal products. And the first being for the ethical and environmental reasons. And then the second being for health reasons so we found so much information kind of on both mm-hmm. topics that we decided to break this into two, like a two-session podcast. So today, in this episode, we're going to focus on health benefits, if any, of eating meat and other animal products, uh, as well as what to be cautious of when choosing vegetarian or vegan protocol.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and
0: we will save the ethical environmental viewpoint
1: of eating meat for our next episode. And believe me, I have opinions. Yeah, Mary has lots of opinions. I mean, I do too, but... Many opinions. Yeah. But, but this part's, this part's Keith's forte.
0: <laughs> so over the past few years, I guess really since um, eating more of a paleo template... I have become concerned about the source of meat and animal products that I consume as well as my produce. Um, And I think too, that's a big misconception of paleo is that we just eat a ton of meat and we're not really concerned about the implications or environmental impact of eating meat Mm -hmm. where, I mean, this is kind of when I started realizing like, Oh, like factory farm, beef is not good for our health or for the environment. So right. it's definitely made me more aware of, you know, where is my food sourced and where's my food coming from? So when I lived in Hawaii, <gasps> I was able to find sustainably sourced.
1: <gasps> I'm going to mute myself <laughs> for a moment.
0: <laughs> oh, gizmo. Okay. So when I lived in Hawaii, I was able to find sustainably sourced and local grass-fed beef
1: to eat to eat.
0: Mary, I think you would order grass fed beef
1: from the big island. Yeah, I loved. Uh, we ordered, I think it, it came over frozen. Uh-huh. That was the like that was the first time I realized. I think this was the same time that we like both started paleo in the beginning, and I didn't realize that all of my meat was coming from like factory farms. And then we found right. this farm that would like freeze their meat and send it over. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I think Foodland, which was like a local supermarket in Hawaii, they sourced their grass-fed beef from the Big Island. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you could go into a supermarket and find grass-fed beef. And I also had easy access to local organic vegetables and pasture-raised eggs at local farmer's markets. Uh, We also had a Whole Foods in the town we lived in, and they provided ethically raised and organic chicken and pork. So with these resources at hand, I felt good about the food I was eating. So when I moved to Guam and discovered that the organic, local, farmer's market grass-fed beef movement had not really hit there yet, I was put to the challenge of finding sustainably sourced food to put on the table for my family. This was definitely a challenge. <laughs> Um, So I hit up the local farmers markets and the selection was bleak and repetitive. Lots of Mm -hmm. eggplant, green onion, tomatoes, kind of like the same thing over and over again. Um, And most of the farmers didn't seem to be concerned about their growing practices. And there was no way to tell if the produce was truly organic. So most of the local farmers markets were made of like food trucks and pre-made foods, which was not what I was looking for. I mean, they'd have like a few vegetable stands, but most of it was um, kind of like food trucks, which um, can be tasty, but that's not what I was looking for.
1: Yeah. I think we were, we were lucky when we started in Hawaii because when I moved to North Carolina, I found the same thing just in the area that I was in that Mm -hmm. I was surprised um, and how difficult it was to find more grass-fed organic uh, types of foods. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, Hawaii, and I don't know if it was always there or mm-hmm. if it kind of developed as we kind of developed our awareness,
1: <laughs> you right. know, were
0: there always the farmer's markets and was there always the grass-fed beef or was that developing as we were, you know, kind of changing our perspective and kind of learning about, that whole movement as well, yeah. Uh, but it's great, and you know, if you live in Hawaii, I'm really jealous right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jealous like of I. you. Know. Yeah, um, having such a hard time here in Guam. It led me to question what I should be eating. Uh, I was used to eating pastured eggs with local organic kale for breakfast grass-fed beef burgers with avocados, local avocados from either, you know, a neighbor or the farmer's market. Um, I had my protocol set and I knew exactly what to eat. And I was very confident and felt good about what I was eating. Uh, But now I was stumped. I no longer had access to the organic produce or meat sources. Um, So I might question myself, you know, should I stop eating meat? Uh, What would the health implications be? Would I be able to get enough protein? Hmm. Uh, Would I be getting enough vitamins? And luckily, I eventually found a source of organic ground beef and turkey, as well as organic chicken breast, thighs, drumsticks, and whole chickens, none of which were grown here on Guam, (laughs) but nonetheless (laughs) were organic. There's, like, no – there's – I mean, the only thing – the only animal products you will find are eggs. Like, you know, people will – Raise uh hens and um, you can find eggs here and there, um, however, as far as like animals, if you go mm-hmm. hunting, there's deer and pig on the island, but you have to hunt it yourself, yeah, so that's pretty much everything else is flown in, so wow. the hard part of being on an island in the middle of i don't want to say the middle of nowhere, you know we are somewhere
1: um, but well, in the, the middle ocean, of Pacific yeah. Ocean.
0: You are in the middle of a lot of water. Yeah, we are. So, um, and I know Mary that you've considered downsizing your meat, uh, consumption as well. So would you like to tell us a little more about that?
1: Yeah. So I really, you know, when we picked this, um, the kind of ethical omnivore question for this podcast, um, At first, I was like, you know, I'm just going to go back to my, you know, to my regular websites where I get all my information and just share that information. But it really made me question what I was going to say about it, because it's been a while since I first, you know, since that first round of paleo, really thinking about where was I getting my food? You know, how much meat was I eating? Where is it coming from? And so I had this question, well, you know, I was just writing a bunch of questions, um, preparing for this. And one of my questions was like, How much meat do I need to eat? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Um, I've always known that meat has made me like having meat as a part of my my diet protocol has felt better, you know, when I'm paying attention to my body. Mm-hmm. But I've never really questioned like how much meat, like what's the minimum amount of meat that I need to be eating. Okay. Yeah. It just raised a lot of questions. And so I asked Kisa a little while ago, I was like, what if I tried vegetarian? I don't know. (laughs) Never. That's never been a question to cross my lips, but you know, and I may or may not give it a try. I don't know, but you know, I'm, I'm considering it only because, you know, I, I want to be the person who considers all of the things, but you know, we're going to talk about more ethical omnivore stuff later today. We're talking about more the nutrition aspect of it, but I don't want to just do vegetarian and just eat like mac and cheese. You know, I want to make sure that Mm -hmm. I'm getting my food from Mm -hmm. places that are sustainable and are ultimately going to give me the best nutrition. So it's, it's a possibility. And if you're listening to this and you want me to try it, you know, get on, get on the book, get on the Facebook. I keep, I keep putting this survey out. Yeah. people don't want to talk to me about why they eat vegetarian, so I want your opinion <laughs> on the matter. I want to learn more about it and, and you know how healthy you feel and where you get all of your vitamins. Yeah. so get on the Facebook, give me your opinions and then we'll see. I might, I might give it a try we'll see what happens yeah. I think uh,
0: too there's there's kind of a difference in like if somebody goes from eating a traditional like the standard American diet Mm -hmm. to a whole foods plant-based nutrient dense diet. So possibly vegetarian, possibly vegan um, or even limiting their animal intake. um, They're going to see some positive changes because they're getting rid of the processed foods, um, added sugar, you know, all the crap that we don't need to eat anyways. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, whatever your your decision is, people. Yeah, vegetarian, vegan, omnivore. Get rid of the crap. <laughs> like, get rid of the processed foods. Eat more vegetables.
0: Yeah. Eat meat so, it is
1: your is yeah. your. Thing.
0: So Mary, I'm I am curious if you do decide to go vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Um, like you already eat a really nutrient dense. Um, Whole Foods right. protocol. So I'm curious as to like, you know, are you going to have some energy change? Like as far as like, are you do you feel tired? Do you have more mm-hmm. energy? Your alertness, like all of that, I'd be really curious as to find out.
1: We should we should set this up like a like a scientific yeah, like experiment. I should be, comments.
0: and then we we'll podcast about it.
1: <laughs> I should be like I. I'm just thinking, just thinking out loud, listeners, I should like, I'm going to go really strict paleo, like with meat, vegetables, um, cut out all that. And then I will go vegetarian and use some really high quality grains. Cause I'm assuming we'll talk about that. I'm assuming that's where I'll get it. And then we'll see, maybe we'll see. Yeah. I'll have yeah, a comparison. We'll Okay, so
0: one myth I want to debunk right off the bat is that saturated fat is not bad for you. No, no. Uh, Many people choose not to eat meat because they are under the impression that saturated fat in the meat will give them high cholesterol and also increase their risk of heart disease. Mm -hmm. Friends, this is not true. Not true. Not true at all. There are studies that show that food cholesterol does not affect blood cholesterol, two different things. Mm -hmm. And in fact, it is the consumption of highly processed and refined grains and sugar that are the cause of heart disease. Um, One caveat I just want to stick in here about meat is that hormones and antibiotics will concentrate in the fat. So if you're eating meat from, um, like conventionally raised meat from a feedlot, they're going to have, um, high concentrations of
1: hormones and antibiotics in their right.
0: fat. So if you're eating that cut off the fat, don't eat that fat.
1: Right. And so that's um, like, if it doesn't say grass fed or yeah. anything special, then that is conventionally raised. Yeah. Um,
0: So, yeah, cut off the excess meat. However, if you're eating like a grass-fed, grass-finished beef, then feel free to eat all the fat. As um, This is a great source of omega-3 fat. And you want – basically, you want your omega-3 and omega-6 ratio to be um, one to two. And a lot of times we're eating – Um, highly refined oils, Mm -hmm. so like canola oil, soybean oil, any like vegetable oil besides olive oil and avocado oil. Um, And they have a really high omega-6 content and that can cause inflammation in the body. So you really want to increase your consumption of omega-3 fat and decrease your consumption of omega-6. So grass-fed beef is a great source of that.
1: Kisa, is um, it possible maybe after this, because I know sometimes we throw out numbers and stuff, maybe we can put, like, some omega-6 fat things and omega-3 fatty things, just to clarify. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. Okay. Um, so now cool. that we oh, right have,
0: now. like, the misconception out of the way as far as uh, cholesterol and heart disease, Uh Let's take a look at what to consider when considering
1: not eating meat. Yeah. So, Kisa. Yes. When, when I – it sounds like I'm going to give up meat. This is very – You are. I think, I think you've committed to this. I think I've committed to it in front of the listeners. Um, so what would I need to consider, right, if I'm giving up meat?
0: Okay. So if you're thinking about giving up meat, there are some health factors to think about and they differ on what you're going to eliminate basically. So the first thing you want to decide what animal foods you are going to eliminate. Are you just going to eliminate red meat and then continue eating like chicken and fish Mm -hmm. and maybe dairy products? Um, Or are you going to eliminate all flesh? So that would mean like cow, chicken, turkey, goat lamb any any land or sea animal Mm -hmm. um and then are you going to eliminate all animal products so that would include all land and sea animals plus like all dairy products eggs any like like chicken broth or beef broth or anything like that right um so like consider like okay what what am i going to eliminate And then you want to think about, okay, what am I going to add back in? So when taking specific, a specific type of food out of your diet, like meat or dairy, you'd want to consider what are, uh, what are you going to fill your plate with? If you take away, if you have like maybe a quarter of your plate is a steak, you take that away, Mm -hmm. what are you going to put back in place? So, you know, where will you get your protein? Because, you know, we eat steak or chicken meat basically as a source of protein
1: right protein besides and
0: fat for me protein and fat and besides it's super tasty right. um, to me at least <laughs> so where will you get your vitamins and minerals that were in you know your dairy or your meat that you're consuming and then next is to learn to read food labels so you can see if there are animal products in certain foods so for instance most chocolate has dairy in it so you would need to look for a dairy free chocolate if you're uh, choosing to go um no animal products whatsoever right and then uh mary you touched on this earlier like with your mac mac and cheese as far as uh vegetarian <laughs> um eating vegetarian or vegan foods alone does not make you quote unquote healthy right um so i want to take this moment to talk about the unhealthy vegetarian or vegan i do have a friend who has admitted to being an unhealthy vegetarian. (laughs) And so you can eat vegetarian diet and not be healthy. So peanut butter and jelly on white bread can be vegan. Right. So our Oreos. So a lunch of those two items is not healthy period.
1: Darn it. I really thought I was going (laughs) to, you were going to go out and and get some Oreos and and Oreos
0: and peanut butter and jelly. Right. Um, So a vegan or a vegetarian diet or any diet for that matter, whatever you choose to eat is not healthy if it is loaded with processed food and refined sugar. So I would first suggest like if you have um, a diet that's full of processed food and refined sugar, I would first suggest moving to more of a plant-based whole foods diet before you start eliminating animal products.
1: Right. Get rid of that crap, people. Yeah. Just get rid of it. (laughs) So, okay, so my first question is then so if I get rid of the meat, what am I going to be missing nutritionally? Because I know for sure protein. It's my source of protein. Right. Right.
0: Yeah, and I mean, protein, we'll get, I'll talk about this later. Um, We can find other sources of protein. You know, that's not a problem. There's a few things you definitely want to consider when eating vegetarian proteins. Uh, But what I'm, Kind of more concerned about are the vitamin deficiencies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, plant based diets often emphasize eating a lot of vegetables, fruits, nuts, and seeds, which are nutrient dense. However, they also include a large amount of grains, right. uh, processed and unprocessed, as well as legumes, which both are low in bioavailable nutrients and high in anti nutrients. So bioavailable, that just means, um, like, is your body able to absorb and use that vitamin in that plant? Okay. Um, so there might be um, a large amount of, say, calcium in spinach. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're like, okay, I'm going to get all my calcium from eating lots of spinach. I'm going to have spinach salads every day, which is awesome. Um, however your body isn't necessarily able to absorb all of that calcium like it would from say a dairy product. Um, it's just not as bioavailable. Okay. Um, so the, um, the kind of like the nutrients that vitamins and minerals that you would want to be aware of and make sure you're getting enough of um, B12, calcium, iron, zinc, long-chain fatty acids, um, EPA and DHA, and vitamins A and D. So I'll go through briefly just kind of like what they do um, and maybe why you would be concerned about maybe having a deficiency. Um, So B12, it works with folate in the synthesis of DNA and red blood cells. And it's involved in the production of the myelin sheath around the nerves. Excellent. Uh, so plant, uh, plant sources of B12 are not bioavailable. So right. meaning your body cannot absorb them. So if you, you may look, um, it may look like you're getting enough like daily percentage on the nutrition labels, but your body is unable to absorb and use all of that B12. Hmm. So you may be so say it's you're getting 25% of your daily recommended recommended dose of B12 um and you're only getting like 5 to 10% of
1: that. Okay, so it's going in but not all usable. But all not not all usable. Okay. You know? It's
0: going in and it's coming right out.
1: <laughs> coming right back out
0: without being
1: used. So without being used. I got to figure out the B12. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, and then calcium. So, this deficiency is mainly present in vegans since vegetarians tend to eat dairy. Um, so, like B12, the plant uh, sources of calcium, like spinach and kale, are not efficiently absorbed during digestion. And, you know, calcium is good for bones, teeth, um, bone health. Um, so, you, you know, it's good, especially as women, I think women suffer a little bit more from osteoporosis mm-hmm. than men. I think it's more uh, common with women. Um, and you, may, you probably aren't thinking about it when you're in your 20s or even 30s, but it's, it's something real and something to be aware of. Right. Don't wait until your
1: bones 50, are breaking. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and then the next one is iron. So mm-hmm. this deficiency is due to, again, the bioavailability of iron in plant foods which is much lower than animal foods. So it can also be inhibited by other food intakes like tea and coffee mm. and supplemental fiber and calcium. So if you're supplementing with fiber and calcium, it may inhibit um, your iron absorption. So that's another thing to consider as well. Right. Um, and then zinc, uh, plant sources of zinc contain phytate, which inhibits zinc absorption. This is why a vegetarian or vegan diet may look good on paper, but then when they're tested, they are deficient in these areas. You know, once again, you look at the nutrition label and they're like, oh, you have 25% of zinc in this one serving. And so, you know, you have four servings and you're like, oh, I got all my zinc for the day. But not really because your body isn't absorbing at all. Okay. And then super important is the long-chain fatty acids, EPA and DHA. So these play a therapeutic role in cancer, asthma, depression, cardiovascular disease, ADHD, Mm. and autoimmune diseases, as well as brain health. It's really good for your brain. Right. Um, And it's really important for kids, babies, and developing kids to have EPA and DHA. So plant sources of EPA and DHA, like the omega-3 and chia seeds, are not able to convert to EPA and DHA. So, um, you know, this is, I guess, a lot of vegetarians and vegans will um, say that, like, oh, I'm getting omega-3 from, you know, uh, chia seeds or hemp seeds or, you know, this food or that food. But... Your body isn't able to convert that omega 3 to usable EPA and DHA in
1: your body. Right, and that one's gonna be important for me because I know like I tend to get super ADHD. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I guess I'll notice.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe you'll notice that. Yeah. We'll see, definitely. All right. Something to look out for. Mm-hmm. Um, so the best and pretty much only way to um, kind of supplement with epa and dha is through um like an animal-based product so like fish oil and krill oil those are pretty much the only ways. so if you are a vegetarian or vegan you know are you going to choose to maybe that'll be like your one thing that you choose to supplement with this fish oil or krill oil and you'll just mm-hmm. that'll be it you know okay. um it's up to you as far as your own personal preference. Um, and, you know, this is just the health side of it. So from a health standpoint, I would say I would highly suggest it. Right. However, you know, everybody, we're adults here. We can make our own decisions.
1: Yep. This um, is this is only the nutrition portion. This is just
0: the nutrition. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so vitamin A and D it would be the last kind of nutrient, vitamin, mineral that you um, may be Deficient in if you're going to vegan? Uh, Usually, vegetarians, not so much um, because they have and get vitamin D from milk products, dairy products. Mm-hmm. Um, but vitamin A promotes healthy immune function, fertility, eyesight, and skin, while vitamin D regulates calcium metabolism, regulates immune function, and reduces inflammation. Um, And they're found almost exclusively in animal foods. So with this knowledge, if you want to cut out all meat and even animal products, you have to be very smart and deliberate about meal planning and making sure you incorporate a variety of plant-based proteins into your diet and supplement with
1: high-quality vitamins. All right. Well... You got that, (laughs) Mary? Yeah, I was like, okay, so there are some things that I'm going to have to be very uh, strategic about. Yeah. So so how – so I'm not a big fan of supporting, like, soy farms um, and doing a lot of soy products. So how am I supposed to supplement all of these things? Where am I going to get these things, Kisa? Help me decide this. Okay, so as far as, like, protein – um protein sounds like protein, zinc, iron, <laughs> vitamin okay. A and D. Where am I going to get these? I got to get them. Okay.
0: Um so that's a great question, Mary. And I know that before I started paleo lifestyle, I was eating a lot of soy mainly in the form of tofu because it was easy to cook and at the time I was not so skilled in cooking the meat. Mm-hmm. and it also kept a lot longer in the fridge than meat. So it was convenient for me as well. Was, right. You know, young, wild bachelorette. You know, I, didn't have, <laughs> I didn't have time to cook
1: young, wild tofu eating bachelorette.
0: Yeah. No, I'm just joking. Um, but yeah, I was, you know, I wasn't as concerned about food or preparing food right. or that as I am now. Um, But soy farms are wrapped up in GMO and Monsanto and it's reported that 90% of soybeans grown in the U.S. are GMO and then they are sprayed with Roundup, which is a herbicide. So they're called Roundup Ready uh, Mm -hmm. soybeans. Um, And then soy also contains a compound that mimics estrogen which can disrupt hormone function in the body, causing hormonal imbalances. Um, Knowing this, let's take a look at other sources of vegetarian protein. Um, So legumes, Mm -hmm. if you're not familiar with a legume, it's pretty much a bean, (laughs) a fancy word for beans. (laughs) Um, So they're a mixture of carbs and protein and a small amounts of fat. So it's a good source of protein, but they come along with carbs as well. And most I will say most vegetarian protein um, sources do come along with carbs because they're found in like legumes mm-hmm. and um, grains. Okay. So those will also those those will come along with carbohydrates as well. So if you're mindful of your carbohydrate intake, it's something to be cautious about. Um, But yeah, they're a good source of protein. Um, Oh, I I get this bean pasta and it's amazing. Hmm. It's high in protein and low in carbs compared to traditional wheat pasta. Um, so the protein protein to carb ratio is I guess higher protein, low carb versus like a, a wheat pasta. Um, so yeah, you can I mean you can eat this without meat. You can just have like this bean pasta and then put mm-hmm. some pasta sauce, red sauce, pesto, whatever you want to put on top, some veggies, wow. and you're getting a ton of a uh, ton, ton of pasta, ton of protein <laughs> with the Excellent. pasta. Um, And then I also love, like, adding black beans and garbanzo beans um, to salads, Mm -hmm. um, potato salads and quinoa salads. So it's just a great addition. Um, Sometimes when we are, like, we'll have leftovers, like this one dish I make, it's like this chicken salsa crock pot and has, like, uh, onions and bell peppers in it. And then, like, we'll have leftovers, but it might not be enough for, like, all of us to have food. So, I'll just pour in a can of black beans and then it just... bulk it up. Bulk it up. Nice. Um, So, yeah, legumes, any kind of beans, chickpeas, chickpeas, black beans, kidney beans. um, Maybe an unknown fat that people are not aware of is that peanuts are a legume. Technically, mm-hmm. they're not a nut. Um, and then like peas and green beans are considered legumes, even though we kind of think of them as a vegetable. They're technically a legume. So all kinds of sources. Or yeah. Beans. Beans, beans, the magic fruit. <laughs> <laughs> so another, another source of protein would be dairy, um, preferably from a grass-fed source. Uh, for vegetarians, this is great for protein and healthy fat and just be sure to choose the full fat and stay away from mm. skin milk. Um, you need, you need fat. Yeah. Yeah. fat's good for you. It's good for you. Um, you know, you incorporate yogurt, cottage cheese, kefir, um, milk kefir, I guess I should be more specific. Um, Cheese, milk. Mm-hmm. Um, so eating dairy will help decrease your chances of having vitamin deficiency. Uh, um, most of them mentioned earlier, obviously calcium, mm-hmm. um, vitamin A and D as well. Um, except for the EPA and DHA, which can only be found in bioavailable forms in animal products, like I mentioned earlier. Right. So that would be the one vitamin you wouldn't be able to get as a vegetarian. Okay. Um, and then cows who have been grass-fed. So their natural diet is grass, my friends. It's not grains. It's not corn or soy. It's grass. And they like to graze in fields and be happy. Mm. Um, and they also, you know, by doing this, they're contributing to the cycle of life yes. and lots of other things that we'll get into next time. <laughs>
1: so
0: uh, I need to stop myself before I, <laughs> before I go on. Um, but yeah, you know, choose a grass fed source. Um, they've been fed their natural diets. They have a higher omega three mm-hmm. fat content in their fat, um, including meat I mean, um,
1: and milk. Right. And like you said before, if you're conventionally or if you're eating conventional meats, then cut that fat out. Yes. Yeah. Conventional
0: cut the fat because it um, soaks up the hormones. It, yeah. Hormones like to chill in fat. <laughs> um, I mean, why not? I would like Just to do me too. Um, so another source, of course, are grains like quinoa and oats and there's a lot of there's a lot of grains out there um you would just want to check their their protein level mm-hmm. um but quinoa definitely is kind of known as a superfood if you want to say it uh, some people classify it as a pseudo grain or a seed um so what makes quinoa unique is that it contains the complete profile of um essential amino acids so there's there's what 20 amino acids and um, that make up protein in your body and there's some that your body can make on its own and then there's some that you you need to get from an outside source so the kind that you need to get from an outside source are called essential amino acids okay um, and so they call it a complete protein so all meat contains complete protein. So you don't have to worry about eating a variety of types of meat. Like if you just wanted to, if you bought half a cow and you have beef for days and you're just eating beef and beef and beef, then you're fine. You're still getting your complete protein. Mm-hmm. Um, however, if you are eating um, a vegetarian, vegetarian proteins, you need to vary your different types of proteins to make sure you're getting all essential essential proteins.
1: Got it. So, um, I, so I can't just do my same same lunch, same dinner every night? No. Like if
0: you're just going to eat like beans, uh, chickpeas, a chickpea salad, say. Mm-hmm. You can't eat that every day and it'd be like, oh, I'm getting all the protein I need. And right. I got to, I got to
1: bury my legume or <laughs> bury. I have to bury, bury my legumes. Yes.
0: Bury your legumes, got bury it. your
1: grains. Um, but anyways,
0: the, the thing about quinoa is that it is a complete protein. Oh. So absolutely. it um, includes all of the essential amino acids that you need. So you could have quinoa every day and be good. Call it, call it a day. Okay. Um, that is the one thing that you wouldn't really have to vary. You might get tired of it, but um, there's many things you can do with quinoa. Um, let's see. Oh, and then uh, quinoa has about eight grams of protein per one cup. One cup cooked. Um, so if you have one cup cooked quinoa, you're getting eight grams of protein. And then uh, steel cut oats or rolled oats are another grain that contains a notable amount of protein. Um, you want to choose steel cut or old fashioned rolled oats. Stay away from the quick oats, as they're more uh, processed than steel and roll- rolled, and then they can spike your blood sugar. Um, and then there's seven grams of protein per one fourth cup uncooked steel cut oats, and then same seven grams per one half cup old-fashioned rolled oats. So those are the serving sizes. So if you buy like the Bob's Red Mill um, Mm. old-fashioned oats, that's the serving size is one half cup. Half cup, okay. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, I always say just from a health coach perspective is to stay away from or at least limit your glutinous grains as they contain anti-nutrients and their protein can irritate the gut. So those include like wheat, barley, and rye would be like the big ones. All right. Um, oh, this is a fun one. Nutritional yeast. Yeah, I've tried nutritional yeast. I have some, I think. Yeah. It's like this, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like this flaky, <laughs> flaky substance. Yeah. Um, it has a somewhat cheesy flavor, so you can add it to sauces, mm-hmm. a, um, egg scrambles, if you're thinking of going veggie, vegetarian. Kale chips, crackers, or sprinkle over vegetables or a baked potato or popcorn. Um, One fourth cup of this has eight grams of protein. So it's pretty, pretty uh, protein dense. Um, And then of course, nuts and seeds. So pumpkin seeds have about nine grams of protein per three tablespoons. Tent seeds have about 10 grams of protein per three tablespoons. So pretty good source right there. Um, but they also do come like nuts and seeds. They do come with, you know, the fat. Um, and I'm not saying anything about fat being bad. It's good, but Mm -hmm. it is something to be cautious of. Like, cause you can easily, like I found this when I was, you know, first starting paleo, right? It's like, (laughs) what do I eat? Oh, I eat nuts. Okay. So I was eating like handfuls and handfuls and handfuls of nuts. Cups. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's, let's let's be honest. Cups of nuts. (laughs) Um, So, you know, like nuts are great to like, as an addition to, um, dishes. So salads. sometimes I'll, you know, I'll, uh, bake some asparagus and then I'll put some slivered almonds on them or even Mm -hmm. like some hemp seeds on them or sesame seeds. So, you know, they're great as an addition, but when you're eating cups and cups because you don't know what else to eat, Mm -hmm. um, I would stay away from that. Right. Just a little uh, side note. Um, So nuts in general have about four to six grams per ounce. Um, And then nut butters will have about six grams of protein per two two tablespoons. Um, They're convenient um, for on the go and they're great for trail mixes. And yeah, like I said, they're easy to consume. Make sure... um, I would suggest you choose raw and salted and organic when possible. Right. And then there's always the protein supplements like um, like powders, protein powders. So uh, vegetarian options, there's rice, pea, whey, If uh, yeah, vegetarian, mm-hmm. um, whey protein from grass-fed cows I would suggest. Um, So you can find these at, I mean, health food stores are going to have these. I don't know if like a conventional supermarket would have them. Um, My supermarkets are quite limited here. So um, I would have to
1: go to a health food store to find them. Okay. But they Um, they have them at... um Oh, what are those places? Because my health food stores have them here too, but like at those, uh the stores that sell supplements, you think? Oh, like a GNC? Yeah, I wonder if they'd have them there.
0: I, I, I think they would. I, I, I'm I sure that they would. You could check that out, definitely. Like a vitamin store. Mm-hmm. Vitamin, yeah, Vitamin World, GNC. Yeah. And so those are, I mean, those are other options too. Um yeah. You can mix them with a nut milk or a
1: right. smoothie if you want. Yeah, so lots of, lots of different options. Mm-hmm. All right. So this was the question that, that came up, you know, the, when originally thinking about how much meat I eat and like whether or not I need to eat it, what I don't know. And I think would be a really good question to figure out is like, what is the least amount of meat I would need to eat? Cause I would be interested even if, if I go vegetarian, I probably will come back to eating meat. But do I need yeah. to eat as much meat as I'm eating? I don't know. Because I eat a lot of meat. <laughs> <laughs> I do eat a lot.
0: This is a great question. Um, and there's so many different factors you need to take mm-hmm. into consideration. And a lot of it is it comes down to bio. Uh, biodiversity in in diet and there's not a perfect diet for everyone. Um, If there was, we would all be eating it and we would all be like our perfect healthy weight. We wouldn't have any food cravings. Um, But you know, people, different people need different things, different foods. Um, So as far as, you know, like how much meat would you need? Mm-hmm. And I think that would be like for you, Mary, it would be, you would go based on, so say you went vegetarian and you'd be like, okay, I'm feeling, this is how I feel. I feel mm-hmm. like I have so much more energy. Um, I feel like so I have so much more concentration, you know, like if you were feeling like all these positive benefits from going vegetarian mm-hmm. and like, you're like, oh, I add a healthy weight, um, easily at a healthy weight. you know, I don't have to, you know, I have limited like myself, craving. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then for you, I would be like, you know, maybe you just need to eat meat like two or three times a week,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and like that would get you the, like the vitamins and minerals that you may be deficient in.
1: Right. That you can't that get you could potentially just
0: vegetables. Eat.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cause I do like, there are some people who eat vegetarian and not, like they, they feel really good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, but then again, you know, if you're like, you know, I'm, I'm doing this vegetarian protocol and you know, what I just, it's hard for me to get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to focus. I just don't feel as clear as what I used to be. Um, then I would obviously recommend, you know, eating meat, at least once a day maybe that would help your clarity mm-hmm. um and like you could just slowly add in too like okay if i did maybe three times a week like how do i feel then right. i'm still not back to normal okay maybe once a day right or maybe i'll just have like one day a week where i do meatless foods yeah or yeah
1: And I'm assuming it would be like anything else where really you try it for a certain amount of time and just see how you feel and then adjust. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So you can't Um, tell me exactly how much meat I should eat.
0: I cannot. Um, (laughs) Okay. I I I can uh, tell you as far as like protein, mm -hmm. um, like the amount of protein for a person like, that'll depend on many factors too, as far as like mm-hmm. your age, your muscle mass, your weight goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, protein's not just for um, building blocks, or sorry, building blocks, building muscle. <laughs> it's needed um, for tendons, organs, right. your skin, um, your hormones, and neurotransmitters. So, it's very important for us to get enough protein. Um, And so I think that would be kind of like your biggest concern is getting Mm -hmm. those complete proteins. Um, Yeah. As far as like how much meat do you personally need to eat? um, It would be on feel. I can't give you a magic number. I can't give, I can't give everybody a magic number like, Oh, you need to eat four ounces of meat twice a week. Right. Like that may be great for somebody, it may not be enough for somebody
1: else or it may be too much for another person. Interesting. So. Yeah. I'm very curious to see to see how I feel because eating me, I do feel very good. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we shall see. Maybe I'll feel great. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so another misconception that I want to touch on real quickly is that... Um, a lot of people think that vegetarians live longer lives than omnivores. So omnivores being somebody who eats plants and meat. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is not true. Um, And it's, it's evident in the research um, that a man by the name of Dan Buettner did through the blue zone uh, projects. I don't know if you have, um, heard of him or not, but he basically went around the world to research uh, cultures that lived the longest. So they pretty much had the highest concentration of people living over a hundred years old. Right. And so he researched, you know, along with lifestyle habits, he looked at dietary intake. um, And only one of the communities that he found uh, like had that had like lived the longest, uh, were vegetarians, and those were the Seventh Day Adventists in Loma Linda, California. Um, and they were vegetarians for religious purposes. Okay. So all the other areas, I believe there's nine altogether. Um, so all the other eight areas, he researched, had some kind of meat incorporated into their diet. Um, and now it wasn't that they're eating a ton of meat and it was a bulk of their diet necessarily, but it was, they still consumed meat and animal products. Mm -hmm. Um, and also according to the Weston, a price foundation and other researchers, there are no vegan traditional cultures. So all traditional cultures ate some kind of animal product. um, whether it be, you know, a dairy product or meat product Mm -hmm. or eggs. Um, And it was for good reason, because they're nutrient dense, they're high source of nutrients for our bodies.
1: Right. Yeah. And you know, when you look at research, I, I find this is true, like through all of the years that I've been interested in, in like food, you can find research that backs up pretty much like it'll back up vegetarianism. It'll back up vegan. It'll back up a bacon only diet. (laughs) You can find the research because the way that a lot of research studies are done are very biased. And so that's why I'm interested in doing this in kind of a, not scientific in like research study scientific, but like for my own body, I'm curious to see how, how it'll affect it. And I actually, you know, for everybody, I encourage you to all, you know, take all of this, question all of it, and try it for yourself instead of only listening to, you know, one person. Question us. Try it out. (laughs)
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And you bring up a great point about research, Mary, Mm -hmm. and that is that there's research to back up everything. Right. Any viewpoint you have, you can find research to back it up. Mm -hmm. Um, So I definitely... I'm, you know, I'm the same way. I like, I go by feel. Like, how do I feel, mm-hmm. um, you know, as far as like my diet? And then, you know, I get my cholesterol checked every so often, my blood pressure and, you know, you, your vitals and whatnot. Um, and I'm fine. So I figure I keep doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And one last thing before we get into um, our tips for you, because we have some tips. Yeah. You can take away. Um, and that is, you know, like as I was doing the research for this podcast, this last couple weeks, um, it led me to ask the question, like, does it have to be all or none? Mm-hmm. So do you have to eat strictly vegan, vegetarian or paleo? Um, can I eat just sustainably sourced food? Mm-hmm. You know, if I, if I can f- find pasture raised eggs, you know, I'm going to eat the eggs. If I can find grass fed beef, I'm going to eat the beef. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if I can't, then I'm going to choose foods that are maybe organically raised or sourced, um, or grown. And, you know, if I can find non GMO sustainably farmed vegetables, legumes, or whole grains, I'm going to eat them. So it's just like, like, can we find a middle ground somewhere and not have to like kind of pinhole or like I am a vegan, I am a vegetarian, or I eat paleo. Like, can I have a vegan? Can I be a vegan for a day? You know, like <laughs> can I have a vegan meal and like that be okay? And then like the next day I have meat in my meal, you know? Like
1: Yeah, just kind of just something to think, think about. There is a movement, I think it's called Just Eat Real Food, Jurf. JERF. Oh, by um, mm-hmm.
0: oh, what's his name? Underground Wellness.
1: Yeah. I, and I like the idea of that really when it all comes down to it, just like just eating the realist food around. Yeah, yeah for sure. Mm-hmm. I love it.
0: Anyways, that was like my little soap box. I like it.
1: All right. So that is a lot of info. We're going to, we're going to have a lot of this information on the blog. So make sure you get yourself over there. If you're like, Whoa, a lot of information. I don't remember all of these things. We'll we'll yeah. have, a summary of all of this up on the blog.
0: Yeah, for sure. Great. Um, Tell us, Tell us so, our tips. Yeah, so before we leave you, we want you to have some takeaway tips so you can kind of put this into action if you're thinking about reducing your animal food intake or uh, going vegetarian or vegan. So our first tip for you guys is to do your research. Mm-hmm. So before making any dietary changes, do your due diligence. Um, Don't decide to go vegan after watching just one documentary on the perils and dangers of consuming animal products. Uh, Documentaries can often be one-sided and tend to have a scare tactic depending on who funds the project.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: So uh, research multiple points of view for from multiple sources Um, and then also consult your doctor before making any drastic dietary changes.
1: Right. You know, those, those videos, I think, you know, one really important thing that I always find so interesting between the idea of vegetarian versus somebody who eats meat is that the vegetarian and vegan videos like those pro videos never talk about grass fed sustainable sources. So if mm-hmm. you're thinking about vegetarian or vegan, also do some research into sustainable farming, because I think you'll find some interesting information.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. the I mean, documentaries, I just kind of stopped watching them. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like some of them I can just like see right through. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is
1: ridiculous. Um, and they mean well. They do.
0: They do do mean well,
1: because those conventionally raised animals is horrific. And we will talk about that next time. We're not saying that we, you know, that we think any of that is right, but meat in general can be really healthy. So research all of it. I think it's a good idea. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Research different points of view, uh, different angles. Yeah. Um, Our second tip for you is to read food labels. So get to know your food labels and know what foods may have animal products in them and what like the names they go by, like dairy, any like milk product has like tons of different names that it goes by. And so you might not know that they're putting dairy into this product you're buying and you Mm -hmm. think you're like, yeah, I'm vegan, but there's dairy slipping into your diet. Um, so, yeah, learn the, you know, kind of like those pseudo names of different animal products because um, you don't want to be eating something that you don't want. Um, and then, better yet, you know, eat foods that don't have labels. Right. Whole fresh vegetables and fruits don't go have wrong. any animal products in them that we know of yet.
1: <laughs> Not so far. <laughs>
0: Uh, so tip number three is be aware of possible vitamin deficiencies So we went over those earlier and just you know know that there are some vitamins and minerals your body just won't be able to absorb when um eliminating meat and animal products from your diet so learn what those vitamins are and supplement supplement as needed Um, and then also just a caveat be hyper aware DHA and EPA are only bioavailable through animal products. Right. Um, and number four, tip number four is to incorporate plant-based proteins. Um, whether or not you are choosing to go vegetarian or vegan, experiment with plant-based proteins. Can be fun for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so adding like legumes, nuts, seeds, whole. Uh, gluten-free grains will add protein to your meal no matter your protocol Um, and be sure to eat a variety and incorporate quinoa as it is a complete protein
1: Mm -hmm. going out to get some quinoa
0: yeah tip number five uh what will you add in so whenever i work with a client and they're deciding to take out uh a food out of their protocol we work together to figure out what they're going to add in. So if you take meat off of your plate, what are you going to add in to take the place of that meat? Uh, What plant-based proteins do you like to eat? Um, What are some recipes or ways of preparing those foods? Can you add them to recipes you already make? Um, Be sure to figure out what you are going to add in so you're not left hungry and underfed.
1: Excellent. So those are our five tips for you. Yeah. A lot to think about. Excellent. All right, friends. That's all we have for you today. Nutrition side of the, the protein conversation, protein and, and animal bioavailable vitamins and minerals. Um, Mm -hmm. But we will get to you on our topic of being possibly ethical omnivores next time around. Um, so thanks for being awesome as always and listening in. If you'd like to know more about dealing with stress without binging with alcohol or food, contact Mary that's me at Facebook at Mary Preston LMFT or Instagram at Mary Elise Preston. And then of course my website, Mary And then of course go find Kisa. She is a smarty pants about these things. She's a health and nutrition coach at Instagram at cleanliving__dirtyworld or Facebook at Kisa Amaro Health Coach to get meal inspirations. And then go check out her website, and she's got freebies, kisaamaro.com. Yeah. And then, guys, send us your questions, and send us your comments and your feedback. I'm sure you have feedback for us <laughs> about meat, and sure you do. So give it yes. to us. We want to hear it. Give it to us. We want to talk Please. about it. We enjoy it. We love comments and questions. We love your comments and questions. We We will answer them and talk about them on our next podcast. All right, everyone. We will see you on the next episode. Bye. Adios.